Come here, Alfie. Oh, no. Not a life is all about responsibility speech. Son, life is all about responsibility. <laughs> now, when we were growing up, me and your Uncle Lawrence, we had a lot of responsibility. I know, Daddy. You and Uncle Lawrence had to wake up at 5 in the morning, walk six miles to school, come home, tend the fields, feed the chicken, slop the hog, then build a new barn before supper. <laughs> Yeah, those were the good old days. <laughs> Wait a minute, son. Yeah, Daddy? What's that green stuff on your face? It's part from the comic book store. Son, were you that hungry? On the Lord of Hirohat, Nick. On the Lord of Hirohat, Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Alex. And this is episode 86. Mm-hmm. We're talking My Brother and Me, Practical Joke War. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we had a we had a little bit of a debate. It was between this and what, um, Cool yeah. Dr. Money. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. Dee Dee's haircut. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd still like to talk about that at yeah, some point. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this will be our last, my brother and me. Yeah. Uh, it is our first, uh, yeah. so it's the first time we're talking about it. We um, mentioned it briefly on the pilot's episode, I think. It was made my top five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, because the pilot is um, uh, Kendall, Kendall Gill. Gill. Yeah. Kendall Gill, yeah. <laughs> Which is just a fantastic pilot. Um, Alex, do you remember my brother and me from like... When you were young, did you watch it? Did you like it? Yeah. I mean, I've pr- definitely seen probably every episode several <laughs> times. Yeah. But I always, it always was in my mind as a um, as a Sunday night, like as me being a student that always did all of my homework on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. This always came on right after Nick News, which of course oh. I hated. And then this, <laughs> so this kind of got a little bit of a bad rap just yeah. the association but <laughs> i don't remember disliking the show or anything i kind of liked it yeah Lin- linda ellerby really bringing <laughs> bringing down people's fun <laughs> right uh yeah it's a se- show that only had one season yeah 13 episodes yeah. uh which seems like a real shame going yeah. back and revisiting that somehow this show didn't get picked up yeah i read a little bit about that um and it looked like there was some disagreements uh, mm. between the people that were working on the show like the writers and what direction they were going yeah which is <laughs> just <laughs> ridiculous like uh, get on with it well we are I, i'm i'm happy we're talking about it uh yeah. but we we've potober's over yeah hard to say uh it was good <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed it based on your feedback it seems pretty good and uh, we, we want to read some of your thoughts. We're going to do that after the episode review today, as we sometimes do, just because of the sheer quantity. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we do have some breaking Nick news, so we'll sound the air horn. Uh, so it's been announced that Nickelodeon is teaming up with Walmart to bring back the classic Nickelodeon toy run, mm. which we did a whole episode on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when news broke that, um, Toys R Us was closing. Yeah. We did that, but um, big news. Yeah, I think that's pretty exciting. I think it's really cool for kids. <laughs> um, some of the some of the details here. Uh, it'll be your kind of classic Nick Toy Run. It's for kids ages six through twelve. So I'm guessing none of our listeners can sign up. Uh, <laughs> unless you have a kid six age through twelve, then you can sign them up. Um, and you have until November fourth. That's today. Mm. <laughs> Well. So hopefully you'll listen to this <laughs> immediately. <laughs> um, there will be three kids picked. They uh, have a three-minute run where they can win up to three thousand dollars, which yeah. you and I okay. were saying that seems like less than <laughs> yeah, seems... what they were able to win in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I-, I wasn't sure that there was a limit no. to the original. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of questionable but i get it they're going to a lot of different walmarts i guess so oh, Wal- walmart that's gonna be the yeah, yeah. okay they can afford it <laughs> that's true that's <laughs> true uh let's see what else we have here um i like this that this is in the description transportation for a family of four to the winner's toy run 
How nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> They'll drive your family oh, to God. a Walmart. <laughs> uh, $500 spending money and then uh, shipment... <laughs> Shipment of the product to the winner's home. <laughs> you gotta put that right out in front. Congratulations, we've done the bare minimum. <laughs> uh, and then there will be 10 runner-up winners who will get a $500 Walmart gift card. So, kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they'll air them. I wonder if it'll be yeah. a big deal. My or... guess will just by listening to the description was no. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I don't know. That'd be cool if they did. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye out for it. Um, this episode, this is, um, oh shoot. I forgot to see what episode, what episode was this in the run? Do you know? Oh man. Uh, it's different everywhere you yeah. look. I finally just went with IMDB. <laughs> okay. And that would be season one, episode two. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. So, Early on. Perfect. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, the date I found a couple times was October, uh, October twenty second, nineteen ninety four, mm. um, and we talked about October of nineteen ninety four when we talked about Pete and Pete Halloweeny. However, at that point, we are uh, are that months in history weren't quite as in depth. So I can there's still a few things we can talk about here. So let's talk about October of nineteen ninety four. Yasser Arafat and John Nash. You may remember John Nash from A Beautiful Mind. It's the movie the guy's about. Uh, They win the Nobel Peace Prize that month. Um, Susan, you know, this is a really sad story, but I really remember it from when I was a kid. Uh, Susan Smith claims that her two kids were carjacked and stolen. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. And then they found out later that she actually just, like, drove the car into the water and it, like, sank. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she was on TV, like she. I think she was like the prototype of the mom that was like she said her car was stolen. She was on TV sobbing, like bring my kids back, uh. and eventually they discovered it was her. <laughs> I remember as a kid, it really frightened me. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, moms, moms can do that. <laughs> uh, That's maybe. yeah, yeah. Uh, that month, Jordan and Israel uh, signed a peace accord. I don't know if that's still in existence, but it sounds good. Uh, and then the NBA decided to shorten their three-point line for, uh, to 22 feet, uh, but it has since been pushed back to almost 24 feet. Um, so there's a little few things we didn't mention in October the first time around. Uh, we mentioned last time for music, the number one single all month that month was I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. But some other things, other music that we didn't mention that came out that month, uh, TLC releases that terrific song, Creep. <laughs> yeah, know it. Corn uh, releases their first album. Did you guys like Corn? No, not really. <laughs> uh, the Cranberries release No Need to Argue. Uh, Jameer Choir releases an album, mm. just can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, Virtual Dip Sanity won. Ah, the title for uh, the yeah. Invader Zim episode. <laughs> Just a, one of your best. One of thanks. your best episodes, yeah. <laughs> um, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones released an album that month. Madonna and Blur all release albums. Uh, movies, as we mentioned last time around, for one week, The River Wild, for one week, The Specialist, for two weeks, Pulp Fiction, and for one week, Stargate. Uh, it's a pretty good month for movies. Yeah. Uh, but other stuff we didn't mention last time around, uh, Little Giants comes out that month. You guys like Little Giants? Yeah. 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 You did? Yeah, yeah, that was good. I don't know. I, you don't know. <laughs> no. I just couldn't get into it. Oh, man. There was some... That was... Def- for me, it's like, it's got to be in the top three of those kids' sports movies. And I think that's the the consensus... But, like, it, to me, Sam, I don't know. The baseball movie is just... It wasn't as good just, as Sandlot, but, you know, it had its yeah. moments. I wonder if it's football-based, that it just wasn't yeah, as... Maybe. The, uh... The, uh... What's it called? Toilet paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, him imagining the ball as toilet paper to be able to yeah. catch it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else came out that month? Shawshank Redemption was Ooh. released. In fact, I, I saw this. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction are released on the same day. Wow. Weird. Which has to be one of the best days yeah. for movies ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, a movie I really love that I don't know if anybody has ever seen besides me. It's called The Road to Wellsville. Hmm. Uh, no, or Wellville. No. It's about, um, it's, it's kind of a true story about the Kellogg brothers who opened this sanitarium in Battle Creek, Michigan, where like people would go to get healthy 
and it's like really odd characters and they had really odd strategies it's like in the 1800s Matthew Broderick was in it and it was a really strange movie hmm. um, Kellogg was played by um, Anthony Hopkins <laughs> check it out it. check yeah. it out it's a strange funny movie uh, Bullets Over Broadway came out that month and Exit to Eden came out which is a movie I remember promoted a lot it always kind of gave me this like skeeved me out oh, okay. you remember that one? <laughs> no, no nothing about it <laughs> Uh, so that's a little bit about October of 1994, um, but we are here to talk about Practical Joke Wars, my brother and me. Ah, yes. Kick on that television, it's Sunday night. <laughs> Have... Don't think about school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just, just focus on Elfie, Dee, Dee and Goo. <laughs> so the episode starts at home, and Dee Dee tells Elfie that he's been marking the door to keep track of how tall he's getting. But when Dee Dee checks his height again, it looks like he's been shrinking. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to see how tall I am. So for two weeks, I've been making marks on the door to see if I'm growing. So are you? Well, according to this, I'm... Hey! I'm shrinking! <laughs> Let me see. To fix that, Elfie tells Dee Dee about a trick he saw on the Science Channel and has Dee Dee stand on one foot, point his finger out, and cluck like a chicken. As Dee Dee hops around clucking, Elfie starts cracking up and admits that he changed the lines on the door. This whole time. Oh boy. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you think about this opening? Uh, I liked the prank, but mm. I wasn't thrilled with the execution, I guess. Yeah. I thought for sure Dee Dee was just poorly finding the mark on, on the door because he was using his hand above his head and nothing else so i thought he was just messing it up every time yeah what do you guys think about that do you guys when you measure yourself do you go from like the top of your hair or no. do you oh, press, no, down yeah, press to it down yeah, yeah. <laughs> and have somebody right. else do it so that you know that it's straight oh against wow the wall. Yeah, that's, that's okay all right i, I really it was a decent prank yeah, yeah, yeah. I really didn't like the uh, science channel thing. That was the part that made no sense. The science like him tricking Dee Dee to jump on one oh, foot and yeah. pluck and you know, it's yeah, you dumb. know, cherry on top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after the great intro, which we've talked about, I think <laughs> great song. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of the Clarissa explains it all style. Yeah, it is. White backdrop, colorful images that they're pushing around they're, they're pushing them yeah i think so i think some of them i swear a couple of people came from the top oh or something just like appeared <laughs> or like i mean dropped down, down from the top <laughs> um but i really like the song yeah me too um so later on Dee, Dee and his friends are just getting back from rollerblading and they're taking off their skates <laughs> on the porch um, just want to pause just to note this Weird scene. Skating was a good idea. Yeah. And with these special new polyurethane graphite compound wheels, I can go like 200 miles per hour. I don't think so. Why not? You thought you were shrinking. Yeah, Dee Dee, people don't grow down. They grow up. I know that, Daniel. I just fell for one of Alfie's practical jokes. Like, it really didn't have to have anything to do with rollerblading you know? no like it but was a weird but they're just back yeah it was okay <laughs> i mean it's, it's just getting interesting <laughs> like hey guys they were really energetic about it yeah like happy we did that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um these friends are in every episode yes yes um do you know their names don l and harry yeah what are they don l and harry harry so, yeah. yeah harry i couldn't figure oh okay i don't think they say his name in the episode no, I had to go find it online. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went looking. So Donnell and Harry are giving Dee Dee a hard time about falling for all of Alfie's pranks. So Dee Dee asks them to help him pull a prank of his own on Alfie. So I've fallen for a few of Alfie's pranks. But if you guys help me, I know how to get him back. You mean you want us to help you play joke on Alfie? Yeah. I don't know, guys. Alfie has some dirty thing to me. I don't want to make him mad. Donnell and Harry are reluctant at first, but when Alfie hits them all with water balloons, they agree to help out. Mm. 
Meanwhile, Alfie and Dee Dee's parents, Jennifer and Roger, are in the kitchen arguing about whether or not to compete for the Family of the Year Award in <laughs> Queen City Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> the It seems like the girls in the family are on board. Yeah. And Roger, the dad, is a little more resistant. Yeah. He just doesn't <laughs> feel like doing it, I think. <laughs> Which I understand. So, so Roger doesn't want to get involved, but Jennifer and Melanie, mom and daughter uh-huh. are excited. Melanie, would you tell your mama that we don't know these people? What people? See? <laughs> your father is talking about the people from Queen City Magazine. What does Queen City Magazine have to do with us? I received a call from him this morning. We've been chosen finalists for the Family of the Year Award. Really? That's great, Mama. Don't say that. You're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> your father doesn't want to have anything to do with it. I hate reporters. But, Daddy, you are a reporter. No, I'm not. I'm a sports columnist. You see, I don't report sports. I express the beauty of the human drum of athletic competition. I remember writing my first column. It was wrestling. The nature boy Rick Flair versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. It was a battle of the figure fours. You could smell the stale peanuts and the flat colas. So, so Jennifer tells them that a reporter will be coming on Friday to observe them during a typical day in their lives. Mm-hmm. The next day in the lunchroom at school, Goo forgot to pack a dessert, and he tries to convince Alfie to give him his cookies. <laughs> uh, did you like it? Feelings about this? <laughs> I particularly liked it. Yeah, what did you like I about it? It was pretty funny. <laughs> Just that after he was saying, oh, well, I definitely would have given you two cookies if they were mine, and I only had one left. And he said, well, good, I feel like they're yours then. <laughs> Goo really is funny. Yeah, he yeah. is. I remember really thinking Goo was funny as a kid, but going back watching now, he's still funny. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. A, I didn't think this joke was particularly good, but he is, his antics are yes. always great. He's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. So Alfie sees a girl that he likes, Lorna, and Dee Dee gives him a stick of gum to freshen his breath. But before Lorna can ask Alfie out, she freaks out and runs off, and Alfie discovers that Dee Dee gave him a trick stick of gum to make his breath stink. Mm-hmm. Alfie, your breath is funky! Get out of here, goo! Hey, Alfie, who wants some more gum? <laughs> hey! This is that trick gum from the comic book store. It makes your breath stink. (laughs) Alfie, those little munchkins played you. (laughs) Aw, man! Classic (laughs) switcheroo. Later on, Melanie and Dion are talking about the Family of the Year contest when Alfie and Goo show up, vowing to get revenge on Dee Dee. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so Alfie and Goo head to the comic book store, where they buy chili dogs and cover them in hot sauce to give to Dee Dee and his friends. You see what I see? Yeah. And are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh yeah. Miss Pigney, give us five Texas-style chili dogs. Give? Give is not in Mrs. Pinney's vocabulary. Excuse us. Will you sell us five Texas-style chili dogs? Why, of course, baby. But they're real spicy. That's okay, Mrs. Pinney. We love spicy food. In fact, could you bring us some extra hot sauce and red pepper with that? Oh, coming right up. Before we proceed, um, the comic book store. A great classic set in the show. And, uh, I mean, it's, some, it's a set I really remember, and it looks good. Yeah. Like going back and looking at it, they did a really good job decorating. The decor yeah. is good. There's comics there. The only thing that doesn't make sense about the comic shop is that there is a counter for food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the place they hang out in the comic store doesn't make sense. Yeah. It sort of made it a little bit, make a little bit more sense that there was so many people in there, though. There was a ton yeah, of people true. in there. Every time I go to the comic book store, there's one 40-year-old guy. The guy behind the counter. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, it is always hopping. Yeah, there, yeah. and uh, there's are there's some arcade machines. Yeah. Um, so the yeah, I always like when they go to the comic book store. It feels very lively. Yeah. What, oh, how about uh the comic book store lady, Miss Pinkney? Pinkney, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she's funny. Yeah, she's great. Very, very sassy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that actress has been in a lot of yes. other mm-hmm. stuff over the years, too, that I'm very yeah. familiar. Um, and her back and forth with Goo are very lively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, her and Goo are great. Like, just yeah. constant one-liners. Yeah. Um, so Dee Dee, Donnell, and Harry are easily <laughs> duped by the trick, and they end up burning their mouths. <laughs> Melanie and Dion decide to get involved, and having seen what Alfie and Goo did... The girls get them back by shoving pies in their faces. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> green banana cream pies. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, it's strange. <laughs> it is strange. I mean, Goo points that out. Yeah. Yeah. That is <laughs> uh, Dion's a really interesting name for a girl. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, honestly. But you're right. I when I heard it in the episode, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Her name's Dion. Uh, Dion Warwick? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just a. I don't. There's not like a. I don't have a heavy anything behind this besides I think it's a good, cool girl. Yeah, I like that as a girl's name. While we are talking about the pies, the stranger thing about the pies is that she was selling them for a dollar. I mean, Mm -hmm. entire pies for a dollar is insanity. I think she's somewhat conceding that she knows there's something wrong with them, (laughs) right? Because. Uh, what? Yeah, it, she uh, acknowledges that they're green. Yeah, she says, "If you don't ask me why they're green, I'll make them cheaper." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except then attempts to swindle them for some more money. Well, not attempts to, but says, "I would have charged you more had I known they were throwing pies." <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's the she is the sardo to <laughs> my brother and me. Yeah. <laughs> Always upselling. <laughs> So back at home, Roger gives Alfie a lecture about responsibility and how important the Family of the Year award is to his mom. In a great scene, I yeah. think. Roger's also he's, one of my favorites. He's very funny. Yeah. Uh, I like that Alfie predicts what the speech is going to be. Yeah. But you really, I really believe Roger is a dad. Yes, I agree. Uh, also, this is the one time in the episode, I think, where there's a, like inner dialogue. Right. Yeah. Does that, I'm trying to remember, does that happen a lot? Like maybe once or twice an episode or? I remember it happening, but not overbearingly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I kind of like it. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Makes, it, it, it was makes for some good jokes. For it, yeah. 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 <laughs> so the next day at school, Elfie and Goo promised Melanie and Dion not to do any more pranks. But soon kids start giving the girls change and they discover that the boys taped a sign onto their table sure you guys caught the <laughs> words on the sign i it's didn't the, write it down i don't remember it's what. the ugly feet ugly funky feet ugly funky feet <laughs> please, please give, give. Yeah, yeah, yeah with a picture of a funky foot <laughs> yeah. so on the playground Dee, Dee and his friends try to make amends but when alfie and goo refuse the boys spray them with water guns yeah in a really in a scene that i don't think would exist today why not because they like walk up with these water guns hidden in their back under their Uh. backpacks and then like pull them out (laughs) it just looks yeah yeah i see what you're saying now it seems so innocent yeah and it should be it should be we shouldn't even have to think twice about kids and water guns but uh thanks america yeah Uh, as time passes, we see Elfie and Goo putting itching powder in Dee Dee, Donnell, and Harry's clothes, and then putting ink on Melanie and Dion's cheerleading megaphones. The itching powder one, that's back at the yeah. comic book store. Yes. That one goes on too long. So this starts, this starts like a, a mo- what I would say a montage, like yeah. there's more yes. in the montage, and so it's very quick, practical jokes, but that itching one, they're just standing there for like... 15 seconds itching and then mrs pinkney Pinkney walks over and then i just like i'm like i thought it was kind of funny that she started itching yeah yeah it just was too long yeah we go (laughs) go back and see elfie and goo like showing us the 
itching powder in Did the can. Did we need it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the feeling. Only, the only thing was that I was thinking that they kind of made it sound, or I don't know, I got the impression that the gum and like any prank stuff was coming from the comic book store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they were buying it there. I guess I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, that's a good thought. Because that's where they got the gum, right? Yeah, so she should have... Right? Yeah, that doesn't really make sense now because she should have known that they bought the itching powder then. Hmm. I mean, true, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I unless this exists in the same universe as Are You Afraid of the Dark and Sardo is just right down the street and they're Maybe. getting origin powder and that gum, it would all be in that story. Maybe. Except they it would could have be turned into monsters or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I thought that was long, and then the I thought the uh, you know it was yeah. kind of funny with the fake yeah that was the, funny. whatever you call it shoe polish shoe, shoe polish. polish there yeah. you go thanks. I thought that was probably the best the best one for real life. <laughs> Most practical. Yeah, 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 funny yeah agreed. Um, soon after this, uh, we see Elfie and Goo playing basketball, and when the game is over, they go to get their clothes, and they find that they're all tied together. I thought that was an okay, right? Okay. It's okay. This one. You had a big problem? Yeah. Because from the camera angle, you could see that they were just in a square room. Like, yeah. they would have had to sneak past them after uh, they put their clothes on the bench, tie them all together while they're playing basketball, yeah. and somehow get away with that's, that's true. There's some practical issues here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at home, the reporter from Queen City Magazine arrives, mm -hmm. and, he and she surprises Roger and Jennifer by announcing that they've actually already won the Family of the Year Award. Mr. Parker, I'm Ivy Honeycutt from Queen City Magazine. Oh, come on. Is Mrs. Parker here? I don't know where my wife is. Excuse me, Mr. Parker? Did I understand you to say that you don't know where your wife is? Yes. Well, no, I know where she is. I mean, she's, she's in the house. Well, you know how women can be. Uh, no offense. I love women. I mean, my mama was a woman. Well, she still is a woman. Jennifer, Miss Honeycutt is here. Sorry to keep you waiting. I was just getting off the phone. So I guess you want to take some pictures of the house and the family before they announce the winner tomorrow. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Parker, we kind of told a little fib. What do you mean? Show them, Bruno. You have actually already won the Family of the Year Award. And a brand new car. Are you serious? A brand new car? No, just kidding. But you did win Family of the Year. Incredible. Wow. <laughs> but as they're setting up for the family picture, the kids come running through the house, knocking over the, the reporter and breaking the award. And uh, Roger and Jennifer are holding that long sign yes. that says, what's it say? Um... I assume it says Family of the Year. Yeah, but, yeah, but what's the magazine called? Uh, oh. oh. Queen City. Queen City, yeah. So Queen, is, they rip through it as yeah, they run through yeah. the door. And when they knock over the reporter, it's pretty for Like, the daughter pretty much just straight up, like, <laughs> knocks her over yeah, onto the couch. Shoves her. shoves her, yeah. But not a good look. Yeah. Not a good look. For, free, for the family. What about the free car that they almost won? Oh, yeah. yeah that was <laughs> really odd joke. Yeah. <laughs> the photographer jokes that they won a car, and they're really excited. And then he immediately pulled, like, no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Of course, that was but, awkward. But really. as an audience member, I'm like, wow, that was mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Not cool. So finally, Roger and Jennifer scold the kids, and they promise to call all of the other kids' parents. But instead of learning their lesson, the kids get into a big argument about who is to blame. Yep. <laughs> I sure learned my lesson. I'm through playing practical jokes. Me too. Yeah. Practical jokes are whack. Although, ours were the best. You got that right. This is all your fault, Alphine. <laughs> Our fault? You're the ones who squirted us with the water guns. Yeah, but you threw the water balloons on us first. Yeah, and you tried to burn our mouths with hot food. Wait a minute. Don't try and put all the blame on us. Yeah, what about the sting gum in the cafeteria? And the pies at the comic book store? Well, what about the ugly, funky feet sign? And the tin can? Yeah, you guys started it. Like I said, 
This is all your fault. Ah, oh, hushy trick. You can't tell my brother what to do. You know, I mean, I liked that ending, actually. Like, it didn't end on a totally... Oh, right. Predictable note. Like, yeah. okay, we're not going to do... Because yeah. it does lead down that path of, I'm never doing any practical yes. jokes again. Yeah. Me neither. And then, yeah, yeah, they fight. And then, the blooper reel. Yes. So good. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite parts about this show, really. Yeah. They do that. Uh, yeah. But this was a good one. They... It's like an outtake of the kids running into the house at the end, and Dee Dee gets his head caught on the sign yeah. instead of breaking through it. <laughs> yeah. And just like gets smashed I to mean, the ground. I mean, he face plants into yeah. the thing. <laughs> and it's kind of funny, but also, like, you could tell people are a little worried. And then they're. Whoever is the guy in the crew that walks onto yeah. the stage, he really seems like this is a real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, annoyance. Yeah, it's, yeah, this yeah. is very annoying for him. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he's thinking, right. now we got to make another one of these signs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just get this over with yeah. already? Yeah. But I, I did like the bloopers, too. Also. Yeah. Uh, so that rounds out the episode. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk more about it. Let's do some bios and trivia. Hi. This is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray observations. Well, I wanted to know a little bit more about Dee Dee and Melanie. <laughs> and it turns out that, well, Dee Dee's name in real life is Ralph Wolfolk IV, and <laughs> Melanie is, I think you say this, Ashling Sistrunk. Okay. Um, and for both of them, this was their only IMDb credit. Wow. Incredibly. That is incredible. <laughs> I, I went a little farther, and it seemed oh. it seemed like Donnell and Harry also only had this as their credit. Ah, that is crazy. Like a bunch of the other people went through a lot, had a lot more. Yeah. And then, I mean, this is one year, thirteen episodes. Yeah. Four but people. That was it. They just <laughs> for the main people. But nobody was bad. I no. The, it seems like they should have been able to get another job if they wanted. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't. But. Yeah, you do it once. This was just decide, such a yeah, terrible is, experience. Yeah. yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, one more person I took yeah. a look at was Alfie. Just oh. to round out the family. And uh, he's played by Arthur Reggie Third, And he was in Martin, mm. in Living Color, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Wait, oh, hold on. Was yeah. he a cast member on in Living Color? Um, no, I think he was just like oh. a you know, random person yeah. that shows up. Uh, also, Sliders, and his last uh, credit was Bullworth. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think about Bullworth? Uh, I, like I've never seen it. Oh. Okay. I mean, I know it from the previews, kind of, but I, I never really understood what <laughs> was going on in it. It's a strange movie. I wonder who he plays. I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely not going to go back and watch yeah, it. But. I've only seen the trailer anyway. But. All right, cool. Uh, well, I looked at the director and the writer. The director is a guy named Adam Weissman. Uh, he was a regular around Nickelodeon. Hmm. Uh, he, di- he directed nine episodes of Welcome Freshman, uh, five episodes of My Brother and Me, three episodes of Space Cases, Eight episodes of Shelby Woo, wow. um, four episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Where, but those were seasons six and mm. seven, and uh, I to see the names of the episodes, I wasn't yeah. immediately familiar. Uh, five episodes of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. <laughs> uh, he did eight episodes of the Honey I Shrunk the Kids TV show. You've seen that? I have never seen that. Yeah. It's okay. Was it animated? <laughs> no. 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 Wow. It wasn't animated? No. <laughs> I don't really it just it. seems like a real undertaking to make a TV show of that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what the effects were like. Probably pretty poor. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. He did five episodes of the latest seasons of All That. Um, mm. He did nine episodes of Drake and Josh. 17 episodes Jeez. of Zoe 101. <laughs> three episodes of Hannah Montana. Not Nickelodeon. Uh, oh boy. 20 episodes of iCarly uh, in 18 episodes he's currently working on a show called Henry Danger he's done 18 episodes of Henry Danger wow so, 
Adam Weissman. <laughs> just <laughs> just probably probably one of those guys that Nick's like, if they're in a tight spot, they're like, yeah, call Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can rely on this guy to show up at least. <laughs> yeah. He might not direct the hell out of it, but <laughs> he'll do the job. <laughs> uh, and then this episode was written by Demetrius Andre Batty. Uh, he directed two episodes of My Brother and Me, uh, the other one being Candy Sale. Uh, he directed one episode of Sister Sister, nine episodes of Moesha, and six episodes of Single Ladies. Hmm. So, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Not bad. Not no Adam Weissman, but pretty good. <laughs> I guess who is? Yeah. Uh, how about some trivia? Um, yeah, I got one little piece of information here. Did you guys... Uh, Happen to come across where this show takes place. Yeah. Okay. Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. But, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think they don't they... like specifically say it. Come on. Say well, it. they're very big Charlotte Hornets fans, like mm. with Kendall Gill, and so. Mm. And, and if you look on the sets, like in their on the on the wall in this episode, you can see it on their bedroom wall, a Charlotte Hornets poster, and someone in the episode is wearing a Charlotte Hornets shirt at some point. Mm. One of one of Dee Dee's friends is wearing a Hornets shirt. Okay. So for me, that was always, mm. I guess, more obvious. Yeah, I did not pick up on that. <laughs> um, this, this is sort of too easy, I think, but I, for some reason, think that Goo's full character name is pretty funny. If you Ooh. recall what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I do know. <laughs> it's M- Milton Goo Berry. Oh, yeah. Milton, yes. Because <laughs> they call him Moo, I think, at some Moo. point or another. Oh, his, his cousin. cousin is Moo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, Alex. I recalled that at some point in the show, but didn't yeah. dig too deep. <laughs> that is a good name, Milton Berry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I have a whole bunch here. Um, almost all the extras and minor roles on the show were either played by uh, crew members or audience members. Oh. Yep. Uh, only Nickelodeon live-action show to be filmed entirely on a soundstage. Um, mm. Maybe to that point, because it seems like yeah. all of them are now. Yeah. But uh, maybe that was the first. Um, Goo's dream song has become so popular that Goo Punch t-shirts have been manufactured to be purchased online. I haven't looked, but apparently you can buy Goo Punch shirts. <laughs> so uh, there was a little bit of a switch-up in the roles uh, for Elfie and Goo. Um, so the mm. actors were originally... I think they either tried out or cast in the opposite role. Mm-hmm. So Reggie was going to play Goo while Newman was going to play Elfie, and then it was later decided that the actors should switch roles, which is, I think, a very good decision. Yes, definitely. <laughs> that was prior to the pilot, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just can't see Goo yeah, being Elfie. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's a little bit of my trivia. Uh, how about some stray observations? Yeah. Um, let's see. Dee Dee's friends mention a couple of Alfie's past pranks. Did you catch these? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I just had to think about it for a second. Uh, what, one was when Dee Dee believed that a spaceship was coming to Earth. To, right? like, collect people at the end of the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Alfie convinced Dee Dee that he was a werewolf. Yeah. That was the few I heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Uh, pretty goofy. Um... <laughs> Did you catch Roger's sweatshirt? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was a North Carolina Central Eagle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you... I, w- I was going to, at the start of the episode, because the clothing on the show is really, like, it's more vibrant than most shows. It's, yeah. like, very, your eyes drawn to yeah. the clothing a lot of times. But then I realized there's wardrobe changes every two minutes. I just couldn't keep up with it, what everybody was wearing. Um, Roger, at one point, mentions what his first sports column was. Or his article. First article. Yes. Uh, it was a wrestling article. Yeah. It was about Ric Flair versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you catch the name of the girl that Alfie likes? The full name? L- I, I know that it was Luna, right? Lorna? Lorna. Lorna. Oh, okay. Lorna Perry? Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, I caught a couple of the games that were, or the arcade games that were at the comic shop. Did you catch these? I only saw one. I could only make out one. Galaga. Yeah. That's the only one I saw. Uh, there was also Pole Position and Shinobi. 
Oh. Uh, I was I could see the title for Shinobi, but I couldn't tell. Yeah, I tried to Google around a little bit to see if I could figure <laughs> out what it was, but I uh, failed. Um, when Roger is lecturing Elfie, he mentions that him and his brother Lawrence have a list of responsibilities from when they were kids. <laughs> Did you note these? I didn't. I Not all of them. The last one was probably the best, I think, that was what stuck in my mind, which was building a barn. The other ones included waking up at 5 a.m., walking six miles to school, coming home, tending the fields, feeding the chickens, and slopping the hogs. <laughs> they must have been in very rural yeah, North yeah. Carolina. <laughs> um, did you catch the name of the Queen, Queen City reporter? I did. They say her name like 12,000 times. <laughs> uh, her name was Ivy Honeycutt. Yep. Uh, Mrs. Honeycutt, over and over. Yeah. <laughs> At the end credits, they show like a close-up of the Queen City magazine. Mm-hmm. Did you catch what issue this was? Ooh, that's a great no. one. Nope. It was the April Fool's issue. Very funny. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Even though it didn't really make sense, because... No. The magazine wasn't present for all these right. pranks happening. Right. But, yeah. They'd have pictures of none yeah. of this, but yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, finally, did you catch how much a glass of water at the comic book store would cost you? Yes. 25 cents? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, uh, very good. Pinkney. Yep. She runs a hard... She runs a hard... Hard bargain. <laughs> so... Uh, in that first scene, uh, Dee Dee has his name written on the wall in Scrabble pieces. Giant Scrabble pieces. <laughs> yes. And I thought it seemed odd that they were all two points. I also uh, thought that was odd. And I looked <laughs> Did it you up. double check that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the D is worth two points. E is only one. Oh, okay. They really they, screwed up. Yeah, the, the art department. <laughs> no wonder the show got canceled after a season. <laughs> um, did you catch what type of um, wheels Donnell had, what they were made out of, and how fast he could go with them. No. <laughs> I know he could go 200 miles an hour. Yes. Supposedly. Uh, they were polyurethane graphite compound, <laughs> which I tried to look this up because I was always buying skateboarding wheels when I was younger, and there's polyurethane graphite composite exists for mm. whatever thing. I couldn't find the, any wheels involved. So yeah. I was just interested in it. So <laughs> um, and just coming out of Halloween, I was, I mentioned or marked down all of the masks I could make out on the wall. Uh, yeah. It, mm. Right next to the counter. At the comic the, book store? Yeah. yeah. Um, did you catch any of them? Uh, it was just too overwhelming for me. <laughs> there were a lot of them. I saw Batman one, I think. Or... I think there was Batman stuff. Yeah, there was Batman stuff, like, right... I think it was, like, a bag or something right next to where they were sitting. Okay. But, but other than that, I saw, like, um, a devil, some sort of zombie corpse-looking thing that was, had some scraggly hair on it, a vampire skeleton, um, some super white hairy mask... Uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, the wizard hat that he was wearing, and there was some really weird-looking bald mask. Like I, a bald guy? I, I don't know. The face just <laughs> looked so ridiculous. I don't even can't even imagine what it would would have actually been. Interesting. Yeah, and I should have looked closer. I wonder if the masks from the pilot episode. Ah, uh, yes. Right. They throw yeah. those on when they yeah. don't want to get caught by Roger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the last thing I had was uh, one that I couldn't actually figure out what it was, but there was a cardboard cutout of some superhero in the background mm. that was pretty visible in a few shots, but I tried to figure out who it was, and I just, I'm not hmm. familiar enough to know. I thought there were Star Trek characters at one point. There were. I did not notice that. Yeah. Hmm. No, I didn't see. It was like a, I don't know, red cape, yellow suit, and a red maybe exclamation mark or like a hmm. large triangle upside down triangle like on his chest but Freak- just didn't Freak- ring any bells <laughs> I, that's what I thought too except well it doesn't look anything like that yeah no I didn't I didn't catch that one alright uh, well you, you definitely had a few of mine here but let's see what I got uh, the doorknob in their bedroom did you happen to see what it was I 
believe it was a basketball. It was a basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how about the speed limit sign on their wall? How fast was the speed limit sign? I don't know. I guess 50. It was 20 miles per hour. Yeah. Weird speed. Odd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we mentioned that the banana cream pie was $1. Um, did you see what uh, Goo would offer for $2? Uh, if she would tell him what it was made of. Yeah, why it was green. And then for uh, how much did she say she would sell it for if he didn't ask any more questions about the pie? I think it was 50 cents. Very good. Very good. Um, this is just a side note. There's a t-shirt, uh, a Batman t-shirt in the store mm. that I really want. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it was really cool looking. Uh, it had like red sleeves, but then the whole center was um, Batman. Uh, and then, yeah, those Star Trek cutouts in the store are really cool. And then if you look above the Star Trek cutouts, it looks like they're selling the actual Star Trek shirts, oh. which is also something I would like. <laughs> Do you recall which Star Trek series that was from? The original. It looked like um, William Shatner's cutout, and ooh, I didn't catch the other person. Yeah, neither did I. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, they're gym shirts. Did you catch the initials on the gym shirts? No. Do you know the name of their school? Because these initials, mm -hmm. I was in my head trying to figure out what their school could be called. I don't know. The uh, only thing that I saw was in the background at the comic book store. There was some pennant. Mm -hmm. That's what you call them? Yeah. Uh, with I can't remember what it says now. It's something with a K, I think. Uh, their shirt said WGC, WGCS. Hmm. Huh. And I'm guessing the S is school. Carolina, <laughs> maybe, for C. Oh, something Carolina. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, Carolina schools. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that was their gym shirts. Did you catch the photographer's name? The reporter was uh, Ivy Honeycutt. The photographer who says they oh, want a no, car. I didn't know. Uh, uh, no, his name was Bruno. Oh, okay. Yeah, she says it real fast. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's it. That's all I have. Uh, so let's look at ratings. Uh, this episode got an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Pretty good. Respectable. Yeah. Uh, 9.7 out of 10 on TV.com. Wow. <laughs> Almost perfect. <laughs> so out of five Krebs stars, what did you give the Practical Joke Wars? Man, I was really going back and forth on this, but I finally landed on three and a half out mm. of five Krebs stars. Okay. Um, I think there's maybe some better episodes in the series, but... Thought it was pretty great. I was laughing throughout it yeah. pretty much. A couple of the jokes fell kind of flat, um, but something about this show is just like really engaging. Mm -hmm. Like when I finished the episode, I just kind of felt like, oh yeah, like this is the real world, not the world of uh, my yeah. brother and me. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm with you. So I just get just got kind of sucked into it. It's just I enjoy it. Cool. I also gave it a three point five. Mm. Um, I thought the same thing, like, I know, I really enjoyed the episode, but I, I know there's some that I've seen that I liked a lot more, so I couldn't possibly set this too high. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, maybe it's the quick pace of it, I think it was 25 yeah. minutes, yeah. or something, 24 minutes, yeah. or something like that, but it went really fast, Yeah. given how much happened in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, uh, when we watch these episodes, sometimes I'll scroll over to see how much time is left. Which is not always a good sign, but sometimes I do it just to do it. And then um, it was like already 15 minutes in. I was astounded. I mean, that's a good sign in this case. Uh, I gave it a four out of five. Mm. Really liked it. Thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, very quickly paced. No scene lingers for too long. And so I like that. Um, thought the jokes were pretty funny. I think the actor, the kid actors in the show are really funny. Uh, Roger, much funnier than I remember. Um, and I, yeah, I just like the I like the competing storylines of. Fa they didn't do a whole lot with Family of the Year, but um, the there was an there was enough material for the jokes, the back and yeah. forth of the jokes. So I thought that worked pretty well. Wow, four out of five. Nice. Ra that, <laughs> it's one of your highest ratings in a while. I feel like. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, maybe. No, no, no. I really like Zim. Right, a 4.5 yeah. for Zim. Um, so, but 
Yeah, it's we've had a stretch of I mean, Shelby Woo wasn't great, <laughs> Cat Dog wasn't great, so there's been a stretch of stuff that's been underwhelming. Um, oh, and Eureka was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. Um, all right, so uh, do you want to name the episode? Yeah. Right. We, we were talking a little bit about this. We yeah. have concerns that... <laughs> I don't think you guys are going to have mine, okay. but I'll just throw it out. All right. I called this one Throwing Pies Costs Extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> throwing Pies cost Extra. I like it. Is that yeah, a direct line? Of, yeah. yeah, that's a direct line from her. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, mine was practically family of the year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good too. Okay. Uh, well, we don't have the same title, so that's uh, that's a real relief. Uh, mine is the joke is on goo. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Never would have guessed that one. That was good though. Yeah, thanks. I like it. Um, cool. Uh, it was good to talk about. Yeah, my it's brother great. and me. Nice to stroll down that street. I mean, I, we'll get. We'll get to Dee Dee's haircut one day. Oh yeah, and I really wouldn't mind, even though we briefly talked about the pilot. I wouldn't mind taking a look at the charity again. It's a great episode. <laughs> Plenty to talk about. I think. Um, before we uh, wrap it up here, as we said, we got a lot of feedback from you guys during Podtober, and um, yeah, we just wanted to share it. So uh, we'll read some thoughts here. The first one is from Andrew, or our buddy Trivia Boy. Uh, he said, hey dudes, uh, just wanted to let you know how much I really enjoyed this Podtober. Everyone's contributions have been stellar. My favorite, I have to say, though, thus far, was Melissa and Max's verses. That got pretty heated mid-round. <laughs> Personally, I wouldn't want, I would not want to be on Melissa's bad side. Just saying. Uh, but if I may say, picking the renegade virus as her close call on the worst Are You Afraid of the Darks? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. As <laughs> I think we're in agreement yeah, there. Totally, That's just yeah. a great. You like renegade virus? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Any sane person does. Uh, as always, thank you so much for doing this podcast. You guys are literal heroes to our generation. <laughs> oh, yeah, we nice. agree. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, okay. This one's from Jacob. He says, Dear Mrs. Epps and Gary the Ghostbuster, <laughs> thanks so much for reviewing a Shelby Woo episode of your Podtober Spectacular. Shelby Woo is one of my favorite Nick shows. To tell you the truth, I never remembered it growing up as it went off air by the time I hit elementary school. I discovered it pretty recently, bought the DVD on Amazon, and fell in love with it instantly. It's not a brilliant show, but it's definitely a silly and entertaining one. Angie will forever be my favorite character. The haunted house. <laughs> Angie. <laughs> what the? <laughs> She's a dud. Sorry. Right. Uh, the haunted house episode is a fine story. I love Halloween, so it gets extra points for that. Mm. However, it's not the best episode the show has to offer. If you are willing to review another story sometime in the future, I would suggest watching The Train Mystery mm. or The Moon Rock Mystery. Oh, I'm all in for Moon Rock. I like the side <laughs> of both of them, really. Um, these are a little bit more believable than the Halloween episode and are great mysteries in their own right. On another note, I would like to address some of your criticisms about the show and give you more clarity. Huh. The surfing music in the background is pretty frequent because the show, for the first few seasons, was shot and took place in Florida. For later seasons, it still kept the same music. Shelby is always at the police station because she is interning there. The older kids trick-or-treating in the Halloween episode are school bullies who appeared on the show a few episodes earlier. For a fun fact, Shelby Wu is home to one of the most influential writers in recent years. Yes, Suzanne Collins, writer of the Hunger Games series, wrote and story edited the program. How cool is that? Pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah that is pretty interesting. <laughs> um, I, I you came around to it. <laughs> it took me a minute. Yeah. Uh, I would personally like to give a shout out to Shannon. She did a great job on your podcast, and I love the fact that other people out there enjoy Shelby Woo for what it is. I hope she returns soon. Sincerely, Jacob. Uh, Very nice yeah. of him. I thought it was great to have yeah. Shannon, too. 
Um, well, about some of those points, uh, again, it doesn't make sense that she's interning at the police station. <laughs> uh, the surf rock music doesn't work. Uh, I mean, I like it for the show. <laughs> it's goofy, but it's om- it almost feels like uh, there's some kind of mystery flavor to it. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> I like hearing from Jacob. I just, you know, we can disagree on these few points. <laughs> this is from Alexandra. This is uh, um, about the worst Are You Afraid of the Dark villains. Uh, she says, hmm, this is a tough one. One I wasn't fond of was Marshall McLean from The Tale of the Old Man Corcoran. Oh, he's the kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. An unexpected villain and dead kid who tried to <laughs> to lure other kids into graves and bury them alive. <laughs> <laughs> He's just another punk, though. <laughs> a lot of the other villains, the typical villains on the show, I really enjoyed, like Zebo and the Corpse from the Pool. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you Are you afraid of the dark? Isn't a show that I'm really well versed in, like Pete and Pete or Doug. So this one was weird. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, she said. This one was hard. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that kid was a jerk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like him, though. I mean, it's freakish. Yeah. It's really creepy. Yeah. Like, when the episode ends and you find out it's this weird kid trying to kill you. <laughs> uh, we also heard from Justin. Uh, he sent his thoughts on a couple things. Uh, first, uh, the vacant lot versus Dark Dragon. He said, I love the verses and the gang you got to step in for you. I was entertain- entertained the whole time with the banter and great debate stances. I vote for the tale of the Dark Dragon, both out of preference and strength of debate. The debate was very close in my opinion, and you guys have the best group of pals. Uh, Krebstar rating, tale of the vacant lot, two, two and a half stars, tale of the Dark Dragon, three. Mm. Um, and then he says for his Are You Afraid to Name the Episodes... Uh, for Tale of the Vacant Lot, Tale of the Consignment Confinement, <laughs> and then for Tale of the Dark Dragon, Tale of the Angry Kid with the Bum Leg. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Justin. And then also he wrote to us about our um, writing episode. He said, I loved every writing, I've loved every writing episode, including the three here in Podtober. I have very little familiarity with SpongeBob and thought uh, the episode created was great. I think that you guys killed it on the Hey Dude episodes that you wrote, and I think that I'm enjoying Hey Dude more now than I have ever than in the past. Uh, the episodes written were better than the existing shows from the series. I never thought that when I was a kid in the 90s, I would hear the phrase, 2018 is the year of Ernst. Absolutely never thought I'd end up agreeing with it as well. <laughs> you guys turned Ernst from a lovable character into a Nick icon. There's more Ernst coming this month, so just oh, yes. just hold on to your pants. <laughs> I gave I give all three episodes five Krebs stars because I believe they would all translate to be amongst the top episodes in each series. I'm writing this email much later than when I listened to the episode and forgot to make notes, but I have one comment as a are you afraid to name the episode? For Ghost Ernst, I'm renaming the episode I was saying Boo Ernst. Just a play on the Simpsons reference. Ah, uh, yes, yep. of course. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, loved the Ren and Stimpy Podtober episode. Not a huge fan of that show because of the grotesque visuals, but remembered loving this particular one as I love all things Halloween and spooky. Enjoyed the Stimpy laugh added at the end of the podcast. I agree with the comment about not being able to enjoy the show as much after the disturbing news involving the creator. Sorry for the unorganized thoughts. Wasn't able to make notes as I listened to the last few. That's okay, Justin. We love hearing from you. Uh, Thanks for your feedback. Really cool. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, This one's from Maggie. She says, Dear Midnight Society, Hmm. Why does every show on the planet have to have a be careful what you wish for episode? <laughs> hate is a strong word, but I would have to say I hate them. Whoa. I, I cringe. <laughs> I squirm. I close my eyes and wait for the hopefully 22-minute episode to end. And poor Are You Afraid of the Dark had to have not one but two of these stories. But in the spirit of Halloween, I decided to make myself extremely uncomfortable and write down some of my thoughts on the tale of the vacant lot and the tale of the dark dragon. I think they have more than two. Wouldn't you say, like, Twisted Claws kind of one? Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of... Uh, <laughs> are you afraid of, of the Dark's, like, go-to tactic? Yeah. Almost. Yeah. 
Um, so for the tale of the vacant lot, aka the tale of the shallow Pollyanna, <laughs> positives. It's pretty rare to see siblings get along on TV, so I really enjoyed the sister friendship in the episode. Mm-hmm. The ending scene with Eric was nice, and not just because the episode was finally over. As a side note, <laughs> the guy who played Eric is Andrew Walker, a Hallmark Channel regular who I really enjoy. <laughs> also, Marie is a pretty good villain. Negatives. I didn't even give this episode a full watch this year. My not-so-fond memory of it was pretty clear. Catherine's reasons for going to Marie over and over again were selfish. I don't think her life was bad enough to go to such extremes to win and be popular. Mm. Her ridiculous Turkmenistan line will live on in infamy. (laughs) Why was Marie's stand decked out like it was from Greece or something? I wished she had more backstory. All in all, the episode was just annoying. One and a half out of five Krebs stars. Ooh, yikes. For the Tale of the Dark Dragon a.k.a. the tale of Gary's birthday tale, she says. (laughs) I really liked Keith. He had a valid and really sad reason to take the potion. He didn't hurt anyone or do anything embarrassing under its influence, so that was a definite plus for his character in the story. It was also nice to see that the kids at school didn't really bully him. The evil Harold the bunny looked amazing, and so did all of the monster makeup. Mariah was probably my favorite part about this story. She was so sweet to Keith, and I really did love the relationship between them. Also, I thought the directing for this episode was particularly great. Thanks, DJ McHale. (laughs) On the other side, she says, I don't understand why David would tell this story for Gary's birthday. Sardo is not a good enough reason. (laughs) There really wasn't much magic, and we never saw a dragon. It's a weird choice. I agree with this. (laughs) Keith looked more like a werewolf and grew hair, not scales. (laughs) They talked more about chocolate-covered blueberries than a dragon. (laughs) I didn't enjoy the Shelley plot, but I did know the actress. She played Angie in The Mm. Mystery Files of Shelby Woo. Mm -hmm. My Krebs star rating for this is 3 out of 5. So it's the definite winner. (laughs) Spookily yours, Maggie, the strongest fangirl in the world. Ah, very good. (laughs) Thanks, Maggie. Yeah. Uh, Well, you and I didn't get to talk at all about um, Dark Dragon or Vacant Lot. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to weigh in? Yeah. uh, Man, if I had to just rate them off the top of my head, I feel like I'd give them both two and a half out of five. Okay. I never particularly enjoyed either of them that much. Mm-hmm. I think the Marie, that the Marie character though is like the most vivid thing yes. about either of the stories. I agree. Um, you know they're okay, yeah. right in the middle for me. I when I watched Dark Dragon, uh, I don't. There's just something off about that episode. I think the kid, the main actor. The way he his performance where like he whispers when he talks, it makes me like kind of uncomfortable. And um, there isn't there's that visual of him kind of turning into a werewolf looking thing, but they never really give you a good yeah. look at it, and so it doesn't. There's just nothing vivid about it. Where yeah. I agree with you, Mar- Marie is that her name? Yeah. In um vacant lot, she's creepy. Yeah. Uh, so I'd yeah. give the edge I think to vacant lot. I do like the kids' story, like the main kid's story in Dark Dragon mm-hmm. more. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's just more re- believable, kind of, and relatable. And... He definitely has more reason yeah. to want yeah. something. Yeah. But also, like, the uh, the lot just showing up out of nowhere is kind of kind of cool. I like know? that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I totally agree. Both very mediocre yeah, episodes yeah. of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, yeah. Well... Mm-hmm. Good to hear from you guys. We will definitely share some more Podtober thoughts on our next episode, uh, which is what? What are we talking about next time around? Next time we're going to talk about our Nick at Night dream lineup. Nick at Night dream lineup. Yeah. We've done a couple of these. Yes. Snick. Um, uh, Snick. Oh, uh, date night. All right. <laughs> um, so Nick at Night will be really fun. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. We'll pick. We'll pick our two-hour block and we're not just picking the show we're picking the episode of the nick at night show that we'd want to watch (laughs) which is uh, a fun thing are are we sticking to 90s nick at night shows yeah i guess cut off before it uh i feel like there's a kind of a clear cut off where suddenly things turn to color suddenly things became (laughs) like they were just out five years ago instead of 40 years ago right right um Okay, yeah, yeah so I, so we'll probably be sticking to 90s yes. stuff that would have been on Nick and Night yeah. in the 90s. But, uh, so 
I think that should be that, yeah, that should be a good one. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Best way to get a hold of us, just as all these fine people did, is uh, at our email, um, orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then you can also hear us on Podbean. You can hear us on iTunes. Really helpful to leave a review. That helps other people find us. Um, all, all good things. Uh, still only one listen in Alaska. But I'm not going to let that bother me. Yeah, yeah, We've got Alaska. Okay. Feels good. <laughs> um, Alex, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me back. Mm. Good time. When was the last time you were here? Um, what episode? You did you did Vink vs. Sardot, was that it? That was the first one. I think I also did one that was the first cat dog episode you did. That was turkey. Ah, dog, classic. Ah. Talking turkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talking turkey, yeah. yeah it's come up yes, often. Very often. <laughs> uh, really, maybe one of the worst we've done. Episode. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no no no. Yeah. Um, worst. <laughs> yeah. That episode of the podcast wasn't the worst we've done. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that episode, I think, is one of the worst we've talked about. Yeah. For sure. I wonder what the worst episode of our podcast is. Vote on it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Um, okay. Well. Well. Uh, we can't wait to see you guys next time. Oh.